Everybody's looking for guidance and direction in life. They go all over the place to find it. I've found it in God, and I think he has something to offer you. We live in a world where people don't believe that God even actually exists. But as you go through the program today, and if you are prepared to put into practice the points that we share with you, I can guarantee you that not only does God exist, but that he wants to have a relationship with you, and he will. I just pray that God will bless you as you listen to this presentation and that you'll be brought closer to him and the reality of this great God that loves you so much and wants to do so much for you. God bless. Hope you enjoy the program. Today we begin this small series by looking at the subject contacting God. If you want to have a relationship with God, if you are feeling a call to know Him, then there has to be contact. If there is no contact between you and God, there can be no relationship. One of the things that amazes me is that we have an extraordinary God. Oh, He is wonderful. An extraordinary God who wants to have a relationship with ordinary people, that's you and me, living their ordinary days, and our days mostly are ordinary, in their ordinary lives. That's the sort of God we have. He wants to have a relationship with you. He wants to talk with you. He wants, he, he wants deeply to be involved in your life. But we need to contact God for this to happen. Or we need to allow, if you like, God to contact us and to respond. And I want to share with you this morning that the first key to knowing God is prayer. Now I'm trying to, on behalf of the Lord this morning, confront you gently. And I'm going to make a statement, and it's designed to confront. Have you spent time this week, I'm talking quality time, with God in prayer? Ask yourself, have you done it? Have you spent time with God in prayer? Is spending time with God in prayer a part of your life? Or isn't it? Now, if it's not... I would suggest to you this morning that it's time that it became a deep part of your life. I want to share with you a couple of truths about prayer, and then I want to share with you how to pray. The first truth I want to share with you this morning is that God is real. Turn with me to Revelation in your Bibles, and let's look at this great claim that the God we serve makes. God is real and he claims such a thing in the bible god says i am the alpha and the omega he's saying i am the beginning of the alphabet i am the end of the alphabet he's saying i am at the start i am at the end there is no other beside me as god i am the alpha and the omega huge claim I am the one who is, who was, and who is to come. I am, says God, look at the verse, the Almighty. There has to be 
a designer. There has to be a God. And in the Bible, God claims that he is real. But do you know something? I can preach an entire sermon on this. I can, I can get up the front and I can tell you God is real. I can give you all the evidences I have. But unless you contact God yourself, unless you are having an experience with him yourself, then my arguments will never be convincing. And that's the second truth about prayer. And I hope you understand what God's saying in these texts to you this morning. Jeremiah chapter 29, verses 11 through to 14. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. Then you will call upon me and come and pray to me and I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. I will be found of you. Here's the second truth this morning. The first truth is God is real. The second truth is if you want to test whether God is real or not. Hear me, look, I know some, most of you are Christians here today. Many of you Adventists have been coming to church all your lives. There comes a point where you have to go and find this God for yourself. And the Bible says, if you search for him with all your heart, you will find him. And it's only when you find God for yourself, it's only when God finds you that you can say without a doubt in your mind, God is real. You know what? And you can say ignorant pastor. But you could be the greatest scientist in the world. You could give me... A humble pastor, you could give me all the evidence in the world that evolution is a fact. It could seem to be so real that there is no undenying it. And yet I will not accept that God is not real. Now call me stubborn. I don't think it's stubbornness. I do not accept that argument. Guess why? Because God made contact with me. And I am in contact with a real live being. Some of you know the truth of what I'm saying. Some of you are scratching your head and say, well, maybe, maybe not. But the greatest evidence I have of a God who lives is the God who lives deep inside of my heart and is having such an impact on my life. So I want to give you a couple of, well, six or seven basics of prayer this morning. The first one is in First Thessalonians. Turn in your Bibles to First Thessalonians chapter five, verse seventeen. Look, this is a great challenge for us, isn't it? To have a walk with a real live God. I'm talking to those of you out there now who don't have a walk with such a God. And I know some of you are sitting here in the church this morning. Test God. This is not pie in the sky are theology. What I'm sharing with you over the next few minutes is real and you can. I, I challenge you. I challenge you to go home and test it. To go home and try it for yourself. 
First point I want to give you is 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 17. The Bible says, pray without stopping. Now, now this is something that you need to start to practice if you want to know God. Pray without stopping. Does that mean I've got to pray every minute of the day? I can't do that. You know, just the other week, I upped my broadband to the, to the top plan. It is sensational. It's just so fast to read the paper. It is wonderful. You know, I, I kind of see prayer like this. You can be on dial-up prayer. Do you know what dial-up prayer is? And so I go to the Lord before I go to sleep and pray, and then I, I go to the Lord as I wake up and I pray, and, and, and that, that's dial-up prayer. God wants you to be on broadband, the fastest, the fastest plan available. And what broadband is is simply nothing more than, hey, I always have the line between God and me open. The line between me and God, between God and me, is always open. So I can be driving in the car and someone can cut in front of me and I'm about to land on the horn and give them a blast and God says to me, because I'm on broadband, Lloyd, you belong to me. Oh, yes, I do too. And my hand comes off the horn. Or I can be driving along in the car and I'm about to do a Bible study with somebody. And I'm five minutes out and I'm saying, Lord, I'm about to go and see Mary Jo. And she's been having difficulties in this area, this area and this area. I just pray, God, that you're going to be with us as we do this Bible study. There's no dear Lord, there's no amen. It's just the Lord and I talking because he is always there by my side so I can always talk to him. Do you understand what I'm saying? I pray when I'm preaching. I've been praying this morning. You know, when you look out at the audience and you see blank stares, and you see people looking at each other, starting to talk. You know, I, I can tell you, it's not hard to pray. While you're preaching, I'm going, Lord, 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 help me. Because these people aren't hearing what I'm saying. Do you hear what I'm saying? That's broadband prayer. Get yourself onto a broadband plan with God. Amen. I tell you what, it's an amazing thing to be on the broadband plan. I love it. I talk to God, you know what? I can wake up in the middle of the night. And I'm no saint, by the way. This is just something I've developed over 20 years of walking with the Lord. I can wake up in the middle of the night. And you know what happens? The moment in the middle of the night I wake up, instantly I begin to pray. That's the very first thing I do. Now, I'm not a saint. It's just I'm on broadband. If you wake up in the middle of the night, nothing else to do, talk to God. If you're an insomniac like my grandmother was, I used to tell her, Grandma, don't worry about it. Talk to God. You've got hours to spend with the Lord. You know, she used to sleep all day. That's why she wouldn't sleep at night. And I used to tell her that too, but she never listened to me. The reality is that God says, pray continually. Be on broadband. We have to keep moving. Point number two, have regular times on your knees prayer. You remember the story of Daniel? The king said, you'll worship me and no other. And Daniel said, I can't do that. And Daniel, this is what Daniel used to do. Daniel chapter 6 verse 10. And if you don't know the story of Daniel, he's the guy who ended up in the lion's den for making a stand that he would pray for God, to God at all costs. So broadband prayer is good, but I can tell you now, there is a time where you need to get on your knees with no distractions 
and talk to God. And Daniel used to do what? Look at it, Daniel 6 verse 10. Now when Daniel knew that the law had been signed, that he was not allowed to pray to his God, he went home and in his upper room, with his windows open, he wasn't hiding it, toward Jerusalem, he knelt down on his knees three times that day and prayed and gave thanks before his God, as was his custom from early days. He used to do it every day. Yeah, you better believe Daniel was on broadband. But he also knew the importance when there was no distractions of getting on his knees and talking to the Lord. Now, folks, brothers and sisters, Christians, Seventh-day Adventists of Warunga, how many of you this week have got on your knees, ask yourself the question, be confronted by the Spirit on this? How many of you got on your knees this week and prayed a Daniel prayer? Unless the earth collapses, you're on your knees. I have times with Jesus like that. In the morning lunchtime and before I go to bed and unless there's an earthquake or some major emergency in my ministry or my life at those times I am on my knees I am praying oh there's great power great great power for the Christian doing this Uh, number three the basic element of prayer pray somewhere private Now, I'm not talking about broadband prayer here. I'm talking about on your knees prayer. Pray somewhere private. Look at this, Matthew chapter 6, verse 6. But you, and this is Jesus talking, but you, when you pray, go into your room, and when you have shut your door, pray to your Father who is in secret place, and your Father who sees you in a secret place will reward you openly. I'll tell you what I do, and I can only share with you this morning my experience uh, about... A year or two ago, I was doing a week of prayer in a, in a high school. And you wouldn't believe it. You know what they gave me as a, as a present? A sheepskin rug. Isn't that nice? I thought, what on earth am I going to do with this sheepskin rug? You know what? I'm a softy. You can't tell, can you? I'm a softy. I thought, I know what I'll do. Now, I am blessed. I am blessed to have a house with a walk-in wardrobe. So when I have taken my children to school, I come home, I go up to my walk-in wardrobe. Now, no one's home. It's quiet. But I still open my wardroom door. Guess what I've got on the floor? Because I'm a softie. That sheepskin rug. Do you hear me? You're not going to find divots in my floor where I pray because I have a sheepskin rug. And I shut the door of that walk-in robe and I turn the light off and I get down on my knees and I pray on my sheepskin rug. Praise the Lord for that sheepskin rug. I've got to tell you that without these times of prayer, and I talk to you from my heart, from the depths of my heart, and I talk to you, the children of God, without those times of prayer, I would not make it. As a Christian, pray from the depths of your heart. Matthew chapter 6, verse 7. This is Jesus again. He says, When you pray, do not use vain repetitions as the heathen do, for they think that they will be heard for their many words. Jesus, God, wants to know you. He wants you to share your experience with Him from the depths of your heart. Look, if you have a prayer book and you want to pray from a prayer book, fine, but God wants more. He wants you, loves you, 
Nothing gives him nothing, nothing, nothing in all the universe gives God more pleasure than talking to you. And if you're going to have a relationship that works, that's real, then you've got to tell God how you feel. When I'm upset, I tell God. When I go through, when I get up on top of the mountain, and and I've been on the mountain this week with this television ministry, I tell you, when I'm way up there, I'm I'm with God and I share my joy with Him. I share my joys. I, I share the bad times. It's a beautiful thing. I share with God the ordinary things of life. But I speak to God from my heart. And that's what he's calling for from you. Speak to him from your heart. The next point, point five, in your prayers, ask God's forgiveness for your sins. Many of us pray and we feel our prayers go no further than the ceiling. Two things here. Number one, it doesn't matter how you feel. Let me tell you, and this is a fact, and hear me this morning. When you pray, whether you feel it or not, it bothers me that even in Christianity, everything is based so much on feeling. That sometimes you just don't feel good. You might be sick, lying in hospital, you could be even facing death. You don't feel good, you don't feel great. You want to be able to go to God when you're like that. You don't feel like your prayers go further than the ceiling. Don't worry, they do. They go all the way to heaven. But there is a problem sometimes. It's called sin. Sin blocks God communicating with you. It it does not block God hearing your voice. But it does block God being able to get through to you fully. And, And I'm a sinner. Are you a sinner? And so am I. And I don't know, There's a it's a beautiful cleansing thing to get on your knees and say, God, forgive me of my sins. I'll tell you what, it burns a path. Does God want to forgive you? You you want to believe it. Jesus died on the cross so he could forgive you. He will forgive you if you but ask him. And it it is a simple process. Jesus, forgive me for my sins. I'm sorry. And sometimes I've got to say, Jesus, forgive me for my sins. I'm not sorry. Help me to be sorry. You hear what I'm saying? This is a powerful experience with God if you can have it. Um, Number six, pray in the name of Jesus. John chapter 14, verse 13 and 14. And I'll do whatever you ask. Look, 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 look. I've looked at this before in the church and I'll go back there again another day. I'll do whatever you ask in my name so that the Son may bring glory to the Father. You may ask me for anything in my name and I will do it. I tell you what, if only, if only we as a people would recognize the power of what can happen if we pray in the name of Jesus. Nothing more powerful. Nothing more powerful can happen to a church, can happen in a person's life, than if they're praying in the name of Jesus. Conclusion, I want to challenge you this week. I want to challenge you to do these six things. Pray continually. Have a regular on-your-knees prayer. Pray somewhere private. Pray from the depths of your heart. Ask God to forgive your sins. Philippians chapter 4, verse 6 and 7. Do not be anxious about anything, says God, but in everything by prayer and petition with thanksgiving Present your requests to God. 
Amen. One of the greatest texts in all the Bible. You want peace. You want satisfaction. I don't care. God doesn't care whether you're a Christian or you're not. He doesn't care in the end when it comes to prayer whether you really believe in him or not. He just says, come to me. You will be found. Jeremiah 29, 12 and 13. We've already looked at it. God says, you will be, I will be found of you if you will but search. How do you search? You get on your knees and you begin to pray. God is real. God will hear you. He will become a reality. He will begin to work in your life. I can't explain it. It's a miracle. It happens or God asks for you to get on your knees and try it. Do not be anxious about anything but in everything by prayer and petition with thanksgiving. Present your request to God and the peace of God and the peace of God which transcends all understanding will guard your hearts. It will guard your minds in Christ Jesus. If you're having a tough life, if things aren't working out, if you've got problems with your business or with your workplace, if your marriage is struggling, if, if you've got problems with your children, whatever they are, go to God in prayer. Talk to Him about it. He will give you peace. There will be no anxiety. God will see you through. You know, as I close this, I want to tell you that human beings will they acknowledge the reality of God or not, are meant to commune with God. You are meant for God as water is for a fish and as a baby is to its mother. So you are meant to be with God and talking to Him. In all your pain, and we all have it, and all your hurt and all your frustrations with life, go to God. Talk to him. Bring the most powerful being into the universe. Allow him into your life. And as you get to know him, I guarantee you, and I'm a, a testimony to this fact as I close, God will contact you. I promise you. God will guide you. He will give you wisdom to face life. He will give you courage and he will give you peace. And I pray that for every one of you listening to this program this morning. Let's bow our heads. Jesus, we come to you all on different roads, yet so desperately needing your presence in our life. If we haven't got it, God, give us the wisdom and give us the openness of mind to at least give you a try. And for those today, God, who choose to give you a try, I pray that you, I pray in the name of Jesus, the most powerful name on heaven and earth, that you will honour their attempts to reach you. I pray, God, that you will come to them. And I pray, God, that you will start in their hearts something very special with you. With you. This is our prayer, Jesus, because we know you love us. In your name, amen. Hope you enjoyed this program on prayer. God means a lot to me. He is real and he wants to have a relationship with you. If you'd like a free copy of this sermon, you can download it from our website or you can call us or email us and we'll be happy to send you one. May God bless you and I pray that as you put these prayer points into action, this will be the beginning of something very special for you. God wants a relationship with you. Give him a go. You will never be sorry.
God bless. Yes,